Well, hello and welcome to the show. I am your host, Michael Blanc, and this is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, all about financial with real estate investing, but maybe not in a way that you think, which might be single family house investing. In fact, 99% of people who quit their jobs in real estate do it quietly with apartment buildings. That's what we're all about here. One of the keys to getting started in apartment buildings, of course, is your ability to raise money. But with everything, the more scale you can have, the better it is. So the question is, how do you scale your capital raising business, your syndication business? And this is a, a hot topic right now because it's really all the answer to that question is, well, you got to build a platform. Well, what does that mean? And in what order do you kind of build this platform? What does it entail? So in this month of, of April, we're really focusing on bringing people on board who are platform builders, who have built platforms either to raise capital or do other things. So for example, we had Pat Flynn on uh, last week and it's, he's the, the ultimate platform builder. On today's show, we have a syndication platform builder. Her name is Moni Kam and we've known her for, for a while. She's raised tens of millions of dollars, but how? How did she do that? Well, the answer is a platform and how did she do that? How did she go about doing that? What are some of the challenges she had to overcome? And that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. So with that, let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Block. So I'll let you know, DealMaker Live is on. Still July 16 to 18th before, but it won't be in Dallas. No, it will be virtual, right? We're going virtual because we can and because it makes the most sense in the time we're in right now. So we are going virtual. The tickets are still at DealMakerLiveEvent.com. Some of the details are going to be a little bit different, uh, obviously. A lot of logistics are going to be different. Ticket prices are going to be different. And things are the way are going to work going to be different. But the way you get tickets is still going to be dealmakerliveevent.com. And I would say grab them now because they're going to be more affordable now. And they're going to get a little, little more and more as we get closer to reward the people who are action takers. So go over to dealmakerliveevent.com and grab yourself a ticket. We're going to cover apartment building from A to Z. You're going to hear from people you've never heard of before to people you certainly have, such as Robert Helms, the real estate guys, Brandon Turner, Brigg of Pockets, and Joe Fairless are all some of our amazing speakers and presenters and panelists at Deal America Live event. So make sure you do not miss that event. Just like what we're going to talk about here with Monique on this particular episode is how she got started, how she was able to scale your business, how she was able to build a platform. And I think you're going to find it super, super inspiring. So let's get right into the show here with Monique Com. Monique, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, uh, this, gr- this is great. Been working on this for a while. It's really awesome to have you here. Give us a little bit of introduction uh, to yourself. You've done a bunch of stuff. Just, what have you done, Monique? What have we done? So we have done quite a bit of syndications and... 2016 is when we started to syndicate. So we have done, I think, over 2,000 doors buying and selling. Currently, we have a little over 1,300 and have raised money for apartments, mobile home parks, RV park, uh, some ground-up development, industrial, but mostly multifamily. Yeah. Well, you also have a little bit of a platform. Talk about that. Yeah, so I founded Real Estate Investor Goddesses, which is for women, showing women how to invest in real estate. And my mission is to help 1 million women create financial freedom through real estate investing. And uh, yeah, so we have thousands of women that have joined us so far. Millions a little way off, but I'm working towards it. (laughs) 
Well, that is that is fantastic. So you also have uh, several books out, and uh, and you have you have a podcast as well. And yeah, you you really yeah really really trying to make a difference in, in that, which is which is great. We need more women like you doing what you're doing, Monique. Thank you. Yes, we do. So, ladies, come join us. Come into the game. It's great here. Real estate investing, I think, is so awesome for women, especially because we have, especially like the passive investing that you offer that we offer these syndication opportunities. A lot of like really busy mamas just need to have their money working for them, creating these alternative passive income streams to help offset that mommy tax, the pink tax, the, the wage gap, the wealth gap. So this is something that more and more women need to be involved in. Yeah. Well, why are there not more women involved and, and why, do, why are you involved? I'll take the first question first. So why aren't more women involved? I think for the same reason that I didn't get involved sooner, a lot of women don't even know this is a possibility for them. Growing up, I'm a first generation American. My parents are from Haiti, really wonderful parents. They always told me it can be anything you want, but in parentheses, as long as you're a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer, it's like, that's all they knew. And that was success for them. So I didn't like his maths and sciences. So I became a lawyer and I knew nothing about real estate. All I'd ever been taught was to buy my own house. And then it's a series of crazy accidents that led me to become a real estate investor. But I think that's why a lot of women aren't in it, just like me. Just nobody tells us about it. And we don't know. It's a possibility. And then after that, some people know it's a possibility, but then they have no idea what steps to take. So like, they don't know how to get into it. And that keeps them from getting started. And then the last thing is they may know it's possible. They know what steps to take, but they're afraid. So they're afraid that they're going to get cheated and they're going to lose money. And so that keeps them on the sidelines. So it's partly, I think, getting more women in is letting them know that it's possible for them, letting them know what steps they need to take, and then letting them know how to mitigate those risks so that they can do it you know, and do well. Well, this is great. Let's talk about it. I don't know if that's specifically a female or male problem, right? Because the thing you described really affects every person on earth, that's right? Like, oh, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know about it. Oh, and, and if I do know, but I don't know, I don't know what if I do? can <laughs> how, what to do. And then if I do know what to do, I'm not sure I can actually do it. Yeah, or I'm scared I'm going to do it and then just get cheated. So a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's probably not unique to females. But what are some of those, the, what are the, the, some of the things that will hold people back and what can you advise people on how to overcome those? Yeah. First, I think for the people who are, who are listening to your podcast and other ones like this, going and learning. So hopefully we're speaking to the, we're preaching to the choir here, but whoever's listening already gets that real estate is an option and is a wonderful opportunity. I think getting the word out there is just letting people know, spreading it out, telling your, your friends and family, like letting people know this is this is possible. And then becoming a success yourself, because that's probably the best way to do it. As you as you become successful, people go, hey, what are you doing? Tell me a little bit more about that, right? And then with regards to steps to take, like getting education. So you, you provide education and I provide education. Like really learning. I just heard this quote, like the best... And then for like, for people who are afraid, like the best mistakes I like to learn from are the ones that aren't mine. Basically, it's like learn from other people's mistakes and you learn from people like us. Like we've made a lot of our own mistakes and we were able to help shortcut that for other people, you know, and um, so they can collapse timelines and get in into the game faster and hopefully with fewer, fewer mistakes and, than, than we did. 
Yeah, so so you can get education, and that takes care of point number two, and then the most people will stop at that point. They they don't actually go on. Yeah, I think there's two things that make a big difference: or that people that take action and those who don't. So one of the things that I think why what I do is important. A lot of times, people will so I'm speaking for women will go. They go to a lot of events. They're just they're not seeing people that look like them on stage and I was seeing people that look like them with success stories or not seeing that there are women out there that can do this. And a lot of people will go, okay, well, he can do it, but I'm not sure I can do it. Right. Like so it's easy for for him, but I have three kids or I whatever whatever it is. So it's helpful to see examples of people that, you know, have your similar situation that are succeeding. So that's why I, my podcast, Real Estate Investor Goss, is I I highlight women's stories. So women that are successful in real estate. And so there are grandmas and there are young women and they're all different like single moms and they're, you know, there are people that were working minimum wage and, and all in between that that have managed to get in and be successful. So I think hearing stories like that allows people to go, okay, well maybe if she did it, and I could do it too. So I think that's one of the things that helps. And another thing is, you know, really getting that mindset piece of it. So that a lot of people have these beliefs in their head about one big example that keeps people from being successful and building wealth is they have these thoughts in their head about what wealth means, what money means, and that wealthy or rich people are greedy or they're selfish or they're, um, you know, somehow they're bad. And ultimately they'd rather be good than be rich because for them, that's a dichotomy. And if you have beliefs in your head that like, he doesn't grow a tree or you know the wealthy or whatever you know anything that's like that's them and not me then you're gonna do things you're not gonna take actions that will ultimately lead to that outcome so partly it's figuring out if you have these limiting beliefs and really getting your mindset on track so that you will take actions that will create the outcomes you want yeah, that's so true. And I think I think having role models is very important. And regardless of whether you're male or female, you will always resonate with someone or you may not resonate with someone, right? So if someone is a dentist and they got into real estate, well, I'm not a dentist, so I'm not going to resonate with that person. That person, you know, I can never replicate that path because I'm not a I'm not a dentist. My path was different, you know. And so so having sufficient role models is really important and you're right. In in the in the female world, there's not many role models. And so one could be a, a, <laughs> yeah. an executive, one on one could be stay at home mom. And there's like, you know, there's like two data points. And if you're not one of them, you're like, ah, well, obviously there's a reason why, you know, women aren't yeah. in this space because it can't be done, which of course is horse manure. But you're right. We need to have more female role models. And I think that's slowly starting to change. Why did you decide to kind of build a platform? Because let's, let's talk about that. And, and I think you're going to say there's probably multiple reasons why you decided to do it. But why did you decide to build a platform? You're right. There are multiple reasons. So when it, the idea came to me, it was after I'd gone to the real estate guys and Robert Helms and Russell Gray's Secrets of Successful Syndication. It was my first real estate event. And I remember it was in January in Phoenix and it was a Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning. I'm in the hotel at the gym. I'm on the elliptical and I'm playing back in my head what I learned over the weekend. And one of the things they'd said is if you're going to become a syndicator, you want to build your network, build your brand, build your network. Who do you want to work with? Build your brand, build your network. Who do you want to work with? And I'm sitting there on the elliptical. And then it came to me that I was thinking about the weekend. I went, oh my gosh, in this room of 120 people, there were maybe nine women. 
there were eight or nine of us in the room, but very few of us in the, in that room. And between being a lawyer and doing real estate full time, I was actually a, a coach, an abundance coach for women. So I was actually already working with women around money. And this idea, it's like, who do I want to work with? I was like, I don't work with women. That's already what I'm doing, what I love. And I'm helping women with money. And this, I believe real estate is the best way to build wealth in this country. It's the best way to build wealth anywhere. And it came as this download, like put the real estate, get more of these women in the room because they're not here. And so that it was felt like a divine download to create real estate investor goddesses. The name came, the mission to help women create financial freedom came, not the how, the how did not come <laughs> then. I had to, I'm, sorry, I'm still figuring it out, but little by little, but the book idea came and just like it, it came to, to like, share this with women. And then I went home and I started looking it's like, well, who else is doing this? And I, I wasn't seeing anything. So I thought, okay, well, there's definitely this need and this is who I've been working with and who I'm excited to work with. And so I started to build this platform and that was probably, I really started doing it more later in 2016 and then we launched in late 2017. Yeah, now it's 2020. That's great. So who do you think your audience is? And, and is, is it all women? Is it active investors, past investors? Is it certain kind of women? Like, this is interesting because I want you to talk about more how you selected your audience, kind of the process that you, why you thought it was a particular segment of society, not all of humanity. Right. And in terms of the who, like which women, <laughs> so it's becoming form because it really was like, I just want to talk to women. And it was really, it's really been very broad, you know, and I bring in all of these different other females to come and speak. So real estate investor goddesses is a plural name. I didn't, it's not, I'm the real estate investor goddess. It's like, we're all, we all have at least a bit of the divines. We're all goddesses. We're all into real estate. I wanted to bring in different women from different asset classes and different ways of playing in this game. So I share foundational principles about real estate investing, and then it's kind of more of a choose your own adventure story in terms of how you go about it. I have attracted a lot of women that are interested in passive investing, as well as women that are interested in syndication, partly because that's more what I do and, and what I can offer to people. And I'm also really speaking to busy professional women more than than anything. So that's that's who I've been attracting more of, but I do have women in my community that have come in but now they're learning tax liens or notes or some are more focused on, you know, different areas creating passive income streams, but generally it's mostly people who are wanting to syndicate or be passive investors. Yeah, that's that's great. And it sounds like you're getting some clarity around that. And, and you know, the clearer you are with the audience, the more specifically you can speak to them. Yeah. And uh, that's super valuable. Uh, now, what role has this platform been in helping you raise money? Because you raise a lot of money. And so people are going to go, well, how, Monique, how did you do that? Yeah. So every time I talk and I'm, I'm spreading, <laughs> spreading the word of, you know, this mission, people come and they, they go to my website and there's this investor club where they can come and they can get on my list and find out about opportunities. So I've had this list like growing really fast and then we're mostly fundraisers. We partner, we vet deals, we partner with people who have great projects that we feel passionate about. And then we bring, we're kind of bringing the, our, our investors to these deals. So A, because we're not on the operation side, we can do a lot more deals, <laughs> I think, than, um, than if we were doing both sides of the equation. 
but having that platform has really attracted a lot of women. So when we first started, we probably were 90% of our investors were men and 10% women. And now it's probably 90, 95% are women, 5 to 10% are men. But there are a lot of women that are there and a lot of them had never heard about these types of opportunities before. They didn't know that that was accessible to them. So they're super excited to be able to find out about them and to, to invest in them. And so it's been pretty easy to raise money. Yeah. So talk about your process. How do you attract the quote, right kind of female investor? How do you attract them? And then how do you engage them? And how do you finally get them to invest? Like describe that whole process. Yeah. So it is attraction marketing more than going after them, right? So it's like, this is there, this is available to share what I do, or, all right, I might talk about it even indirectly. And they, they go on the website and they'll find out about it and then they'll apply to join the investor club or they'll fill out the questionnaire. So how do I get the word out? I do a lot of podcast guesting. I have my own podcast. As you mentioned, I have a book. I don't talk about just that much in the book, but I do have a book. So people get my book and then they go on the website and find me. I do Facebook ads as to my freebies and my training programs, not, not to my investor club. But again, when they get on the website, they tend to find it. So that's been the main way of attracting people. And then I provide value to my list. So I send at least weekly emails. I'm I do webinars. I, I have a really engaged Facebook group. So I'm just trying to add value as much as possible all the time. And I think that also a lot of my investors, they just feel my heart to help and serve and my mission. And that's what attracts them as well. Male and female, because I do have men that, that are attracted as well that come in. But you know, I'm, I'm speaking more to women and they're, they're heeding the call. Yeah, that's great. So you've really built something, uh, but it didn't happen overnight. Uh, you've been doing no. this for a little while. <laughs> uh, talk to people because they're listening to all this stuff and you know, you can go on about creating a podcast, a YouTube channel and a writing a book and la la la. And people are like, oh, right. Yeah, not, not. Yeah, I don't think so. It didn't happen all at once. <laughs> and it didn't happen all. So how did it work for you over what time period and what did you do first? What did you do second? And, and maybe at the same time, how would you do things differently? But kind of build out the sequence of events for us. Right. So what did I do first? The first thing I did actually was create a Facebook group and start to get people into that. My podcast began before the book. And then I just was pod I was podcasting and interviewing people. The book came out two years ago in July, my real estate investor guy's handbook. And that that got some attention. And it, it was a slow building. And then it was actually doing Facebook ads and having events that really started to make it move a lot faster. So I started doing Facebook ads for my events. I mean, I literally went from 500 people in my emails to within a year, I was at 10,000. That's great. Yeah. So, and what did, what did you drive the, uh, the, the Facebook traffic to? So I have the two businesses. The one hand, there's the education business, and then there's the investment business. So they're they're related, but they're different. They're separate, right? So mostly the Facebook traffic goes to my education business. So it goes to educate people. So it goes to my webinars or it's driving people to events. 
or to my freebie on my website. So that's what the traffic was going to. I was building my my list, my email list. And then people would go from my email list and then someone would get onto the investor list. Yeah, love that. So the biggest mistakes I see people making, Monique, and, and I don't know if you did this earlier on or what, is, is not to have a freebie. In other words, there's no way for you to capture anyone on your email list. What is your freebie? What, and why did you decide to put that particular one out there? So it's Real Estate Success Blueprint. So when you go on my website, that's right there. And that one, I wrote it. It's basically the, the formula that I teach in terms of the foundational principles of real estate investing. And it's been very popular. It's just it converts really well. So that's why. And then when they get it, they have a, a series of emails for me, even providing even more value, even more value and letting them know who I am. You know, then they're a part of my list. And why did I do that one in particular? I'm a, I'm a writer, so I write. And it just made the most sense to do that as a writer versus some of the other freebies. It could be like a quiz or something else so it's just it's a it's a guide that breaks it down yeah yeah most syndicators websites either have nothing on their website or they have a form that says sign up for my newsletter like uh, the whole thing about a freebie <laughs> download is completely foreign to them and it baffles me so yeah. uh, you figure that out which is which is key because i mean a lot of people say well i'm already in facebook or i do instagram or i do whatever linkedin why do you feel like it's so important to capture email addresses yeah, because the emails are the only thing you really have control, right? So the versus, and they're on Facebook and Facebook just decides to shut down your group or it goes out of business or who knows what happens. Like there, there went all the community that you've built. Same with, with LinkedIn or Instagram. Like you ultimately, while they're there, you can communicate with them and they're very valuable tools, social media. So those are valuable, but ultimately the email, I think, is where the most value is. You know, people would say, oh, email is dead, but I don't think it is. I think that's that's really the most valuable piece of connection with somebody you can have, you know, other than their phone number. But it's a lot easier to email the people at once than phone so, them like that. So you're capturing emails is, yeah. is, is key. And the interesting thing you said about Facebook advertising really changed things around. Two things. One, it can be very technical. So the question is, did you outsource it? And yes. then give us an idea <laughs> roughly of what the investment should be. So everyone listens to this and goes, I want to go from 100 to 10,000. And they're thinking in their mind, it might cost 100 bucks to get there. Give us an idea no. of what's involved when you get into paid traffic like that. Yeah, I was investing, I've been investing probably about three to $5,000 a month. Well, between like paying my, my ads manager and the ads. So, and I also have other things to offer, right? So that was going towards my, my courses and my events and things. So it was paying off, but it was, it was a serious investment to get people in. And how did you justify that? So a syndicator is listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. I can't see justifying that level of investment. How did you justify that to yourself and also to others listening and watching this? Well, look, I wouldn't necessarily do it to send people to a, like your typical syndicator's website, right? Like, you know, you need to like drive it to something where you're going to be able to give them value and receive an email or something else. So the way I could justify it is, like I said, I have an education program and my, like my foundation level program is $4,000. So I make one sale and pretty much it covered my my costs of acquisition, right? And then anything above that is bonus. So that's how I could justify it because I have these different 
offerings. And that's just like at the lower end. But when you think about, okay, I'm looking for investors with a, we're going to be investing at $50,000 minimum level, right? Then the numbers and, you know, and what does that translate to you? The numbers can get actually much bigger. So you, you just want to think about what am I putting in to get back? So if you have opportunities and you're going to be able to raise millions of dollars, then you can invest few thousand a month in order to to be able to do that. Do you have uh, do you have some simple math for us? I mean, uh, basically, for every single investor investing blah, can you calculate what the value is of that? In other words, what is the quote revenue coming in for that? Where you can yeah. justify why investment in anything, marketing, Facebook ads, for example. Right. Not the numbers person in my business. I'm sorry, but I, love it. So I, I do I have a spreadsheet. I have, a, I have a thing numbers, on this but, actually, but, uh, but, yeah. but I'll but put it in the show think, notes. Yeah. But the point is there's money coming in. When you bring in an and investor, there's money coming in. It's not just one transaction, right? The customer will be in there. So I have, you know, and I have different levels. So some people might just come to an event and then that's it. And I don't see them or they'll come to an event they invest in my program or the, they'll come to the, then they'll invest in the program and then they will do a real estate investment deal with me. And then that's working well. So they do another one with me and then they do another one with me. So you have like these repeat investors. So it's not just like that one initial transaction that they do with you. So I, I'm really about relation, you know, it's one of the things I've learned from Robert Holmes and Russell Gray, like relationships for life. So I, I want to really, really nurture all of my goddesses and we're creating this sisterhood and I really want to like take such good care of them that, that this is not a one-time thing. It's not a one transaction. It's, it's going to be many, many, many deals that we do together in the future. So when you're looking at the lifetime value of an acquisition, like that's what you should look at. What's, what's the lifetime value of each person that comes onto your list? That's a good point. So if you acquire a new investor using whatever paid Facebook traffic or you're investing, that person will invest yeah. over and over and over again. You don't have to spend ex extra money to acquire them. Yeah. And that's, that's a, so in other words, there, there, there can be a return on investment model that you can calculate right now. But I mean, would you recommend, to what degree would you recommend that syndicators invest in their marketing? 100% <laughs> recommend it. Like be thoughtful about it and figure out what works best for you and maybe even just limited to one or two things that you're doing, like nail that down, hire people that are that are experts at it. Some things that I've learned from a mentor, it's like work with the best. They won't cost you money, they'll make you money. And you know, the, so the investment that I made in the ad manager I had, she was more than paying off for herself in terms of the ROI. So when you if you can invest in somebody who really knows what they're doing, you know, and like pick one or two paths that you're going to be on, whatever you're most comfortable and familiar with, then that will pay off. So a lot of people try to do everything at once. You know, and I, I, I do have a lot of different streams going on right now, but I didn't start that way. And, and there are still certain ones that I focus on. And then the other ones are just like, <laughs> we'll just post it there since it's, our, you know, it's already been created. But I put my intention mostly on Facebook and Instagram at this point. LinkedIn could be a really good one to focus on for syndication. But yeah, just like pick something, focus on it. I would recommend hiring somebody who's really good and knows what they're doing to save you time and make you more money. And that, that's what I would do. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I, I can see you're definitely serving your audience. You're educating them constantly, and you know we're we're in uh, un, uncharted territory in, in, a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, stock markets going on, coronavirus is going on. You know, we're recording this uh, sometime in March. By the time it airs, few weeks have gone by, and who knows what will happen in a few weeks. But oh my God. you know, how do yeah. you, you know, how do you advise your audience, your investors, your your students, you know, and how to kind of survive the storm and how to navigate all this stuff? Like, what are what are some of your thoughts? Yeah. So right now is a great time. So uh, yeah, as when we're recording this. Places are shutting down all over the country. Kids are out of school. Um, you know, here in LA, they've shut down restaurants, gyms, pretty much everything. So this is a good time to sharpen your saw. This is a good time to educate yourself. This is a good time to start to learn those skills that you need to learn so that you can spot opportunities when things open up again, because there will be a lot of opportunities. So this is a time when most people will be running scared. They'll be running for the hills. They'll be panicked. They make bad decisions at times like this. Most people, because they're making them from fear. And I don't know what they're doing. But there are people that very likely we're heading into a recession. But then there are other people who know how to spot opportunities who end up doing super well in these times. This is a time of greatest opportunity if you're ready for it. And so like, get educated, sharpen your saw so that when things open, you can jump. Yeah, I love it. This is a great time to sharpen your saw. We were at home. We can't go into the office. Oh, oh people are discovering virtual working. My goodness gracious. You have lots yeah. of extra time. You're not commuting anymore. And really what you're telling people is maybe don't use that time watching, you know, Netflix, but maybe yeah. you know, pick up a book, <laughs> uh, buy a course and think about what is next for you? This is a great time to think and really get clarity for for what you what you want. So that's a yeah. that's that's good advice in uh, tumultuous times. Monique, how can people uh, connect with you? Go to reigoddesses.com. It's probably the best way, but you can also find me at reigoddesses on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. So the website is the best best place to head to. Website and then the book on Amazon is the Real Estate Investor Goddess Handbook. So you guys check that out as well. Monique, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Michael. It was really fun. There are really four roles in a syndication business. Okay, they are typically deal finding, capital raising, operations, and marketing, and they're all four vitally important. Now, some are less important than others in the very very beginning, but they come very important very quickly. Obviously, operations is irrelevant if you don't have a first deal yet. Scaling your capital raising isn't really that important if you haven't raised a little bit of money before, or at least you want you don't want to scale. But there's really all four of them. So what we're seeing is we're seeing joint ventures with two to four different parties because of that. And it's very rare that you find one person that can do all four or loves to do all four, has the time to do all four. Now, typically in a marketing world, if you look at all the, the big syndication marketers, they outsource their marketing to a large degree, except for you can't outsource the management of the marketing company that handles it, and you shouldn't outsource the content production. Now, one of the major mistakes I see syndicators make is they get, let's say they get super, you know, lucky to get on someone else's podcast, which is a, a giant achievement, and they have a great podcast, and the host asks them, hey, how can people find out about you? And they say, well, I'm at xyz.com. Well, that's great. Why would I want to go to that person's website? I, I just listen to you, and I will forget I ever, you know, I, I will forget your website unless there's a compelling reason to go to that website, which there isn't. But let's say I go to that website. There's no way for the website to capture my visit. In very rare instances, is there a small form that says, you know, enter your email here to join my newsletter? 
Who wants to who wants to join another newsletter? So what I'm saying is the platform has not been built out. People are going out to promoting themselves without actually having a platform in place. What is a platform? Okay, a platform number one has a compelling reason for someone to go to your website, such as how to retire early so you don't burn out in your job. For example, well, that's I want to know how to do that. I don't want to burn out and I want to retire early. So I'm going to go to your website to get that free download. And I'm going to give you my email address. That's a, a fair price to pay. So now you have my email address. Now what happens? Okay, now you need to engage that person. You need to serve that person. You need to educate that person about investing in multifamily. What are the risks? What are the rewards? What's the process like? And then once you build a trust with them, now you can lead them down a certain path, which is, hey, why don't you invest in one of my deals? Because you know what? It's actually better than the, than the stock market, right? Now, why don't you invest in the deal? So you're leading them down a certain path. And you, there's ways that you can do that in a way that you can automate this process. So this is the core platform for syndicators. And in fact, right now we're teaching this very process. We actually started a new, plat, uh, a new workshop. It's a two-month workshop called the Platform Builder Workshop, and it's open right now. So if you're interested in what I described, go to themichaelblank.com forward slash platform. And uh, if you're on the live training for that, that's great. If not, it's going to be pre-recorded. And if you get to it before the, in the month of May, then the workshop will actually be open. If not, you can get on the waiting list if you're watching this later on. We're going to do this about three or four times a year. I'm just super excited about that because it helps all of us scale our capital raising business. I conservatively think that you can raise your capital business by 10x in 12 to 18 months if you have a platform built. So if you raise, say, $500,000 this time next year... You're going to be raising $5 million. If that sounds interesting to you, then head on over to themichaelblank.com forward slash platform. The platform building piece is going to be a permanent part of our education right now because we need uh, all four of those parts, the deal finding, capital raising, operations, and also the platform building aspect. So head on over to to themichaelblank.com forward slash platform and become one of the platform builders. Anyway, so hope you found that useful today and you guys take care. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.